Bertha Charuma on SAFM. And standing in for Songhezo, this is the viewpoint. And coming up next, addiction. Do we have safe spaces that are conducive to recovery? So in conceptualizing and bringing, bringing uh, Sandhurst Manor to, fun- to fruition, business partners, wellness counselors, Nikki Munitz and Roberto Ferreira have focused on creating a space where their personal experiences and professional expertise can be shared with those seeking help for addictive behaviors. So Nikki Mutes, wellness counselor, author of the recently launched book, Fraud, How Prison Set Me Free, says her journey through addiction came not only from committing fraud, but feeling like a fraud in my own skin for most of my life. So there was... There was always a missing piece, uh, she notes, noting that the realization ultimately uh, came that everyone is addicted to something and connecting with ourselves is vital in connecting, you know, with, I don't know, self. I think we are all addicted to so many things. I think I've gone through addictions. I don't know about you. You know, sometimes you're addicted to buying perfume. Some people are addicted to buying shoes. Some people are addicted to gambling. Any gambling of any sort where they lose everything. All types of addictions. But um, speaking to Nikki Mutes, author and wellness counselor at Sandhurst Manor, joining us online. Good evening, Nikki, and welcome to The Viewpoint. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Wow. I don't even know where to start. Fraud, (laughs) how prison set me free. You've gone through quite a bit. Uh, I have. It's been an interesting journey. It's been an interesting journey, that's for sure. Um, and that's why I get to help other people set themselves free from their own prisons too. So how did how did you come up with Sandhurst uh, Manor? Um, I have been in the addiction treatment field for almost 15 years. And for most people who know anything about addiction, um, it's really the, the recovery rate is quite low. Um, and I was tired of being part of a system that I believe is broken um, and I wanted to do things differently. And I met up with Roberto and we both, uh, our visions and values aligned. And I believe that we've come up with a unique system that is changing the face of addiction treatment, not only in South Africa, but in the world. And I see that you, you, you're, you're sanct- you, you try to offer, you know, you know, sanctuary space designed to facilitate and, and to empower. But I just want to slightly go back. So you sure. said you went to prison. I did. Yes. That's huge. I went to prison at eight years clean and sober. <laughs> um, Explain. Consequences come to bite you at uh, the most inopportune times, unfortunately. How did this happen? If you can just give me maybe in, in a nutshell how this happened. Yeah, um, so obviously I have a, a background of heroin addiction and uh, I committed a crime of fraud in my addiction and uh, I was sentenced to quite a, a large sentence of, as a first-time offender and I couldn't wrap my head around it and I continued to fight it until I eventually lost the fight um, and landed up going into prison well into my sobriety. So would you say the prison contributed to to your clean to cleanliness? No. Not necessarily. Um, I, you still not, could get no. drugs in prison. 
Absolutely. It's actually pretty easy, <laughs> um, unfortunately. No, what contributed to me getting clean was um, wanting to be a better mom. Um, that, that for me was quite a catalyst. Okay. So let's, let's go now. Let's come back to, to this beautiful sanctuary that uh, you are establishing. You, you also want to support growth and connection. How, how then does that work? Let's say hypothetically, here is an addict. They really are trying so hard, you know, yeah. to be clean. Yeah. What are the first so, steps and what do you offer to that individual? Um, I think that where a lot of other treatment centers with great intentions land up falling short is they have a one-size-fits-all approach. And the truth of the matter is we live in a rainbow nation. Um, we're multicultural and everybody's different and all of our experiences have been different. And to have a one-size-fits-all approach is kind of, I think, missing out on an opportunity to truly help people. And so we came from a different approach, and that was to be able to meet people where they're at and to tailor-make programs specific to clients' needs as opposed to requiring them to fit into our program. I wonder if maybe someone is listening at this juncture, you know, because it's not an easy thing to, to, to come to that decision. Our lines are opened, either that or maybe you're listening, maybe you're struggling with an individual that is within a family, could be a family member. Uh, give us a call. Your views, your opinions really count. 086-000-2032. That's 086-000-2032. Or you can send us your voice note on 0614104107. That's 0614104107. And speaking to Nikki Munitz, author and wellness counselor at Sandhurst Manor. Coming to maybe the next, the reintegration, where then this particular individual has to show up for life. How does that work? Well, again, where I think many facilities and programs fall short is that Stopping the substance or the behavior is generally the easy part, as strange as that sounds. Mm -hmm. The difficult part is that this individual now needs to reintegrate back into their systems that they're a part of, whether it's their family or their work or their school. Um, And often there's been a huge missing piece in terms of their uh, availability, um, their presence, and they often need help in that reintegration process. And facilities and programs often leave that completely up to the individual and uh, that individual doesn't necessarily possess the skills or the necessary support in order to be able to do that. So do do Um, you... And so we fulfill that role. Oh, I see. Mm -hmm. I want to come back to the book, How Prison Prison Set Me Free. What was your core message in there? Um, I landed up doing a course on self-esteem development while I was in prison. And that's why the title of the book is about how prison set me free. Because even though I had eight years of recovery and sobriety, inside was still quite a prison for me. I still had huge insecurities and shame. um, And I still felt quite stuck um, and lost within my own life's process, even though externally things had changed quite dramatically for me and I realized that a huge missing piece in not only addiction treatment but in life is an understanding and a facilitation around the role that self-esteem actually plays for us or the lack thereof should I say and um, how that actually impacts our ability to function effectively as human beings.
And how much attention do we pay to mental um, wellness when dealing with addiction? We don't. People see addiction as a moral failing, um, as a weakness. And in actual fact, um, it really isn't. I think the human um, uh, the human mind is so incredibly powerful, it develops ad- adapted coping mechanisms to deal with trauma and with stress. And addiction often lands up being one of those ways that we adapt in order to cope with situations that we find untenable. Um, and of course, living in a country as, as as beautiful as it is, it's very stressful and very traumatic. And hence, addiction is rife within our communities. It must be quite a challenge. And, and, and you know, availability of rehabilitation centers in South Africa? Oh, are they, are they, do we have availability? And what is the cost of the treatment, roughly? Uh, um, the majority of treatment available is private, um, which for the majority of people, it's absolutely unaffordable. Um, there is a government-subsidized facilities, but even that comes at a cost. In terms of free facilities, um, you would need to look within religious organizations. And that was also part of the reason why I was so privileged to partner with Roberto. Um, As much as we offer private treatment, Roberto also runs a charity organization um, called the Recovery Foundation. And through sport, they raise money for addiction treatment and awareness, and they subsidize people getting help um, for their addictions. So... For, for us, it's it's our way of being able to provide some help. And I think with the, the level of support needed in this country, it's not nearly enough, unfortunately. Uh, Nikki, I'm just going to ask you to um, stay on the line for me so that we can, because there are a few you know questions I'd like to ask on the other side of the news. If you don't mind, I'd greatly appreciate oh. it uh, because it is time for news with Greg and then we will continue in our conversation on the other side yeah. of nine. SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. The Viewpoint, weekdays, 8 to 10 p.m. on SAFM. Bertan Charuma. On SAFM. Four minutes after nine, and uh, I have my guest online. Uh, thank you, Nikki, for staying on the line. Uh, that's Nikki Munitz, author and wellness counselor at Sunhurst Manor, and she has written a book and um, quite interesting story uh, that uh, she's telling us. And also, they have a, a rehabilitation um, hub, or should I say, a, a safe haven. Uh, for people that are struggling with drugs and just to rehabilitate and get yourself to to be clean, which is quite interesting. Nikki, welcome back. Thank you. I'm here. So, you know, we, we do struggle with stigma and how it drives people back to the same spot where, uh, you know, where they were before. Because sometimes you find, okay, fine, I become clean, but the stigma just sticks. And then I just decide I'm going back to what I know and what I find comfortable. How do we harness that? I mean, unfortunately, we live in a society, as I was saying earlier, that has this belief around addiction, um, you know, that is one of, um, 
you know, that addiction is about a weak will and, and lack of morals. And the truth is, it really isn't. And, and anyone who lands up in any sort of um, addictive cycle uh, didn't start out that way. You know, it, it started out either as some type of uh, exploration, experimentation, um, or even some type of escape from some traumatic situation. And, you know, if we look at it that way, that uh, requires some compassion and understanding rather than a judgment. But um, it's pretty tough to challenge that. And we are working on, on breaking through that stigma, um, but it's going to take time. Mm. And it's quite also very disturbing that you do find crystal meth at any spaza shop. Now, this is according to Dr. Amita Mitra, who until May this year was a clinical head of um, the accident uh, section and saying that, you know, during the weekends, you know, they get disruptions because people are overdosing. And instead of them having to take care of patients with other injuries, then they're dealing with, you know, with, with such scenarios. How is it that as a society, we find now drugs everywhere? Um, I think that, you know, people are quite shocked to hear. I've never heard that before. Um, so it's news to me, but I, I, it, it isn't surprising. The reality is that we live in a culture that is, um, it's really geared towards escape through substance use. Um, so whether it's alcohol or cigarettes, um, you know, these are things that are, not only um, easy to, to get, but strongly encouraged. Um, and so it's just that society thinks because something is illegal, for example, crystal meth, that that's worse off. But we certainly see the damage from alcohol, drunk driving, domestic violence, etc. Um, you know, the damage is equally destructive. Um, it's just not considered as bad because it's, it's somehow acceptable and legal. Mm. And... I, I always like to look for solutions and I'm, I'm pleased that we're having a conversation with you because you've got Sandhurst Mena and you are basically coming up with a solution. In a case where an individual cannot afford to be at, at let's say, to come to Sandhurst, to Sandhurst mm -hmm. Mena, and are there any readily available spaces that could be government-managed resources that are affordable? Do you also work with them, if at all any? So again, I'd like to, to recommend um, contact through Roberto's charity organization, the Recovery Foundation. Um, they can assist in finding a solution in that regard. But often religious organizations would be the next best bet. I would recommend that before any government institution. Because as I said, even the government institutions that exist do require some level of payment. Um, they are not completely free of charge. Um, so, uh, you know, unless you have some type of charitable organization in the background offering some support, it is going to be a struggle. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to leave it at this point, Nikki. And where can we find you? Where can we find more information? Sure. So you can um, contact us through our website, which is www.sandhurstmanor.com. Um, alternatively, you can contact me through my website, which is www.nikkimunitz.com. Um, and you can reach out, send us a message um, on any of our social media platforms 
and we will get back to you. Uh, we have a 24-hour man phone, um, but uh, generally this isn't a, it's not a nine-to-five issue that comes up, so we try and make ourselves available when we are needed. That's Nikki Munitz, author and wellness counsellor at Sandhurst Manor. Thank you for joining us this evening on The Viewpoint. Thank you.